<laughs> no, this nigga won the internet two weeks in a row. Boosie is winning that life, low key. Like in can real you hear life, me? yeah. I can barely hear myself. Um, that nigga is won the internet two weeks in a row, and he funnier because he just being <laughs> normal. Like he not like trying to make a joke or. He could be the greatest comedian of all time. <laughs> you think Boosie is making fun of all of us? No, like he could like you know how Plies was clearly trying to be yeah. funny and shit. Like that's not you. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't know. But Plies is actually pretty funny. That shit ain't never been funny to me. Come on, though. It, I never. Okay. Like I I don't I didn't get it. Like why are y'all like, like this shit not funny? It's not funny. Like I don't want to say that one because. Uh, at some point, we're going to probably do business together, and I'm going to have to explain a lot of the shit. I, I said. like Sweet Pussy Saturday. I, I ain't talking about plies. Fuck that nigga. Oh. But uh, I'm like, I'm about to say, he ain't funny like I don't find 50 funny shit. But like, when I do business I with I find him, 50 hilarious. Nigga, that shit be corny. He's a terrible person. And I think that shit is hilarious. I'm talking about the jokes that he put up on the, the internet that the nigga who, any insert random nigga on your timeline don't get the likes for it. 50 put it up. Oh, this shit's so funny. No, 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 no. For that, like, no, I, I feel you. Nigga then turn to a gossip blog and shit, dog. Like, I don't know. This is 50.com. I mean, like, his shade I, I, IG, like, he, I don't, that's, that's weird. I don't know. Whatever. It's not, I don't care. But this nigga Boosie in that picture of him throwing up the cube. <laughs> this nigga was like, oh, <laughs> I see one Sigma and I raise you a, <laughs> and I raise you a atomic cubes. dog. <laughs> right. Yo, them niggas break them uh, niggas break down into atomic dog at any point in time. Like if that song come on, they what what they call they strolling. Yeah. Uh let me see if I can hold on, let me play this shit. Too different. Um uh, I'd probably say to take the same route with all my troubles and stuff because that's what made me. Uh, but I probably, uh, I'll keep all everything else, probably my same kids, just, just a uh, few of baby mothers. I, I probably would have put the same, I should have, feel like I should have skeeted in the same way. <laughs> being so young. And, you know, you got to watch out for that, you know, having kids at a young age like that. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give? What would you do different? He meant that. He meant that from a genuine place. Like he, it was not a smile or a smirk on his face at all. Like he didn't. I shouldn't have skated in so many women. What's so funny is like when you look at his hands. Like he didn't know what other word to use. Like he was like, uh, uh, he was like, <laughs> he used the word that was closest to. He was him. trying to gesture for more shit, man. But that's crazy. All right, man. Let's start the show. <laughs> I wouldn't have skated in so many women. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the girls say, Jay, you Ooh. ice, young, see, I'm trying not to say hoes, man, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, all the girls say, Jay, you ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. 
the Mike Jordan of the podcast recording. I try to give y'all podcast a shot, but that shit be boring. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? This your man Dame going wild. The West Side landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame, and if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice, and if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. And I'm going to throw a new one out there just to get people prepared, because we talked about with our guest last week, I got something brewing on the way. You you might want to start referring to me as Heartbreak Dame. Just get used to it because some some is on the horizon. Just get used to the new moniker. HBD, Heartbreak Day. That's very interesting that you would use that as a as your your moniker. You know, it it it'll all make sense real soon. No, I'm I'm just saying because I tried to explain to you that HBK was greater than He's not nobody <laughs> no he's not better than Ric Flair. I'm just saying, now you want to be the nigga. I, I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, I, I, I can take a lot of I, I take a lot of lot of different aliases. I'm, okay. you know, young Van Dam at the Kumite, you know, <laughs> young Teddy Savalas. I heard somebody <laughs> say Kumite recently, dog, and that shit was like, <laughs> what you know about the Kumite, dog? Is he preparing for <laughs> underground fights? Who said Kumite? Like somebody said that, like in the studio in this room, like in the last couple of days. You know, we was watching that Joe Button freestyle. Okay, that's maybe yeah. that's what it was. Okay, I'm like, duh. the Kuwaite, dog? <laughs> Niggas is getting ready for their underground fighting tournament. Y'all listening right now like, what the fuck is a Kuwaite? If you don't know, you're too young. You're yeah. too young. I can't even tell you how to spell it to tell you to Google it. Like, what do we start with? K-U-M-A-T-E? Could it start with a C? Could it start with a K? I, I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that was like the first UFC. Yeah, it was. And they said that shit was real, though. Do you remember? So I've been watching UFC since like its inception, like one hundred percent, ninety three, ninety four. Since they was in single digits, yeah. Like that shit used to be fucking brutal. Yeah. So me and my brother, because uh, we was giant wrestling fans, right? Yeah. But we ain't never have a pay per view, so we had to wait a couple. Months. I get them bitches some blockbuster facts, and we'll ride our bikes up there. And like when you in that aisle, the UFC shit will always be there. Yeah. And this was like when. Uh, Randy Couture and them, like the the gods of the shit. Now they were just the like Gracie's, Ken Shamrocks, yeah, and Dan t- Severn. It wasn't no, it wasn't no weight limits. They was it's like just two niggas. They was in there scrapping, getting injured, getting hurt. So it was like get these wrestling tapes and get this UFC joint and get that Bruce Lee flick. It was all about violence in the house. <laughs> yeah, the first time I remember on the first one, I forget who was fighting, but somebody like got kicked in the face. Yeah, and that shit turned like. Now, then after that, the rest of the fights were extremely violent. And it was like, you know, like on uh, the WWF boxes, it had somebody with a bloody face, like in the, in the head or something like that. Like, no, that's real blood on their, on their yeah. face. Like, yeah, man, shout out to the Kumite. I just want somebody to dip their finger, they put, dip their fists in gloves, I mean, in glass, <laughs> in glass. <laughs> and then come out on some UFC shit. <laughs> Yeah, man, John Claude Van Damme, nigga, Google that shit. We gotta, uh, we gotta go. Oh, to that. I'm sorry. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 192. Okay, eight more weeks till 200. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm excited. I am too. I'm like legit excited because we we already kind of got to play out of yeah. what we're gonna do. Um. So listen, dog. You know, I guess it's been two weeks or so since January first. I switched. 
our information from over to SoundCloud hosting over to Anchor. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was with SoundCloud for so long because they had all of our data. We had, you know, three and a half, four years of data, whatever. And I just wanted everything to be in the same place. However, I took This Week in Culture over there a little while ago because I wanted to see how it worked and it was working well. So I'm like, boom. So I switched everything over and it was a little delay. And I fucked up because that's what I do. (laughs) But like, so it's just us. I looked at the numbers. I'm like, dog, why the fuck the numbers seem lower, right? I'm like, well, maybe SoundCloud wasn't giving me my right shit, right? right. And so then I actually looked. Is you know, I uploaded this shit like to two different streams, and the shit was split. So like some ah. people, I was like, oh, that's where everybody at. I'm like, oh shit. So okay. I merged the something. Like, no, what the fuck happened in the last two weeks? Like, how do <laughs> how do we drop by like half and shit? But I found. Where the Mitch is at, and I deleted the other one. So we back on, man. Okay. I was I was in I was like he was worried. I was like trying to figure out what the fuck happened. I'm like, well, was the other numbers not right? Or like what was going on? But I figured it out and shit. And we lit. Okay. Cause Shop Talk is an army. Better yet a nation. Goddamn. Instead of a navy. Oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We are on nation. Anyway, man, uh how, how was your week, my brother? Week was cool. No cuts on no cuts to the head. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing you asked me when I came into the studio. Like, nigga, you got any bandages this week? So bro? man, my sister even called me. She was listening to the show and she even called me and she was like, I hope you don't hope you don't let it get infected like oh, the last cut. Yeah. Oh. I was like, nah. I, t- I took the top of the <laughs> mouth. I was like, nah, it ain't happening like that. Shout out to my sister. I didn't even know she like really listened yeah, shout out as to much her, as man. she does. I love her to death. I got to get by there and see her. I got to yeah. be a better big brother in 2020. Facts, facts. Uh, shout out to Where's Wallace? Yo, yeah, my man, Rod Wallace. Man, we got good feedback on that episode, man. It was a good-ass episode. It was. I enjoyed it. I, I, I listened to it. Tw- well, technically, I listened to it a bunch of times because I edited the video. So right. I listened to that shit for about four hours. <laughs> we got to send them the link once it hit, hit to uh, YouTube. Oh, I, I just just put, like, part one of that up, like, la- late last night. Okay, I'll shoot it over to him. And I, oh, so I found out my job offer isn't final yet. They heard the episode. No, nah, they <laughs> they doing a background check. Oh. So, uh, yeah. They got, I mean, like, you got felonies? I mean, as long as it ain't I like. I 13 arrests in the last four years, and they definitely bought that shit up. I mean, my license was bad, sir. I don't know. Shit. I mean, uh, some of it is for license and, you know. N- no. Other my shit. My license was bad, sir. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 13. I didn't know I had 13 arrests. So I'd like to get some of my mugshots, kind of compile them. You know, uh, shout out to a real cool probation officer um, I had um, who let me get my mugshot and shit. He let me take a picture of it Okay. with my phone. She was like, don't ever let me see this online. And I never put it online until now. It's like, I mean, you are probation the now. Check the link in the bio. Like, you are probation now. <laughs> this was years ago, man. But uh, I so. had a probation officer that was a bitch. My homeboy was having his bachelor party in Chicago. You know, you're supposed to tell him if you trying to get out of town, get permission. She was like, nah, you can't go. Like, the fuck? It's, it's just- yeah, you probably shouldn't go. Because at your bachelor party, somebody got shot. They did. So if you go to Chicago to a bachelor party, like. <laughs> I wasn't the shooter. I mean, I'm it was just, just a shooting your at fr- my- Your friends, you know what I'm saying? It was just a shooting at my bachelor party. Either way. 
She wouldn't let me go to Chicago for my homeboy bachelor party. I'm like, I'm only on probation literally for like six months. Why'd you tell? Did you plan on going to jail when you went down there? No, but she would, She had a tendency to pop up. I'm not down. I'm not home. I, mean, I just, Look, I just didn't want to go to jail. I didn't want to get violated. Man, I will say this, though. Uh, the parole people used to pop up in my crib for my brother all the time. Nigga, we ain't home. <laughs> like, like, legit. Like, we not there, fam. And you only work in 95. You're not coming at night. That yeah. nigga got two jobs. I got a job. I got a studio. I talked to them niggas through the ring for like two years. I'm like, fam, call a nigga phone. Call, he at work. Pull up there. Like, what, what you want me to do? We not, we not home, fam. So I can see around the crib. Like, they, they come in their little car, and they be like four or five people surrounding the house and shit. I'm like... Fam, we not home. Just to make sure he don't run out the <laughs> yeah. back or something. Yeah, literally. And maybe have a little couple cars. I'm like, fam, we're not home. I don't know. What do we do? It's just useless. You can't make a nigga stay at home. Like, I got to. I got to work. <laughs> I got to work. work to live. They work at two jobs. So what, what do you want them to do? But parole officer, PO, whatever. I am sorry I ain't at home. Fuck them. But yeah. I, I would like a copy of all my mug shots, though. Get famous. Her, and they'll be on the line. Yeah, yeah, they'll <laughs> pop up. <laughs> they'll pop up. Get a deal with anything. Yeah, they'll pop up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll no. pull all thirteen of them bitches. You know how that shit be looking like. Remember they had like all little Kim shit. And yeah. Mm. Gucci man got like a nice array of. Yeah. Oh man, tonight man or today while y'all listening, hopefully y'all at home and. Like warm and snuggy because we getting paused eight inches tonight. Allegedly. Nigga, I just looked at my shit. It's about to, <laughs> it's supposed to snow from 11 o'clock until tomorrow night. And like, it got like the 100%. <laughs> like, there's a 100%. <laughs> 100 chance of snow. Yeah, it's a 30% chance at 11, and then it's 90% chance at 12. And that bitch stayed 100 until. To 8 a.m. and then it's 90 until 4 o'clock. Oh, that's a long day. Yeah. And uh, I'm gotta, supposed to go to the movies tomorrow. I know. I'm going to see we're Bad not, Boys Yeah, too. we're not going to do a, a This Week in Culture screening for Bad Boys 3? Uh, nope. But uh, we got something coming up in February, though, um, for the Issa Rae movie. You know what I'm saying? Day after Valentine's Day because that dropped oh, on Valentine's shit, Day. This shit going to be weak. The culture wants to see it and we putting on. Uh, but uh, that's gonna be fired off. It's gonna be weak. That's gonna be great content. I'm not excited about that movie. Is this the one where like she's her mom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. damn, ladies love love. You the one talking about you want to get married again? I am. Before 2020 is out, I'm gonna be engaged. What Nick? Bring her down to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be engaged before 2020 is out. Engaged in what? To be married. Watch. Oh, okay. Watch. Can I perform the wedding? Absolutely. That's what's up. And I'm going to get married in 2021. I'm predicting it. Okay. It's going to happen. Before, never mind. I was about, about to ruin something. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, hey, man, this is a, this a, uh, this is a pre-dope. And I might have another baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that floats your boat, my brother. Yeah, uh, whatever. You over there. <laughs> you better wait till you get that job first. Right, right. <laughs> Pick up the benefits. Uh, but listen, man, this is a, uh, uh, a, I love this episode yeah. already before it even dropped. Uh, we got a chance to sit down with our brother, Pharaoh uh, Raphael Wright um, from. Good friend of the show. 
neighborhood grocery. Yep. And 3K Auto Auto and Sales. 3K Auto Sales, Make the Hood Great, The Wealth Book. Um, Just a serial entrepreneur and an overall good brother. Facts. Uh, this is one of my favorite, uh, sit, it, well, see, I won't say interview, but Just it was a sit really, down conversation. It was a sit down conversation. And we did this a little bit differently. We didn't even record this inside of the studio. Uh, we had a little space and it's actually a video. Um, it's a video sit down and I just snatched the audio from the video and put it in the podcast form so y'all can listen to it. But I really, really want y'all to go to YouTube and watch it. When will the video be up on YouTube? By the time this drops? Yeah, because I got to snatch. I, the video has to be complete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for me to snatch all of the audio I and put you. it in here. So if you're listening to this. The video's up. Yeah, the video's up and you 16 minutes in. So we got our stream already. So just go right now to the link in your, in your little notes and go watch this shit on YouTube. Um, Or I could be lazy and... This shit may be up on Sunday. No, man. Do it the right way. Do it the right way. Do the right thing. I got a lot of projects going on. You right gaining now. weight? Uh, I, I'm like 222. Okay. Yeah. I'm out here. I don't want to be out here, though. <laughs> uh, but You know, that, that bachelor life would do it. Yeah. A lot of reckless dating. Eating out. That'll do it. Eating out. That would that would that would do putting it. everything in your mouth. Pause. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um. Oh, but before we, cause like we sat down with, with the, the interview like a good hour and twenty minutes, so I ain't gonna keep y'all too long, cause this should be f- f- four hours. But new music dropped today on some preliminary, cause like we can't judge music on not, not on the listen. first day basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I won't even do that. But new music did drop today. We got Eminem. a you got a new Eminem project. Uh, you gotta listen. I have been listening to it. Uh, it's not bad. I haven't made it through the entire album yet, right? Right. But I can tell you that, like, out of the first seven songs, I like like five of them. Not including like a the little a snip intro or something. Not intro. But, it's good. Um, it's good so far. No, I'm I'm for real. Like it's 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 some. But didn't it's some shit on there that I'm like this sound like the regular whiny old Eminem. I don't want to fucking listen to. But there's some shit. Nick got a song on there with Young Ma. I did not expect to hear Young Ma start rapping on that shit. But didn't I tell you that all we got to do is get Eminem locked in a room, a motivated Eminem. Locked in a room and we'll get a good project. And I feel like that's what we're getting. I mean, it's still some trash on it that I want to listen to. We haven't gotten there. I mean, it's like he got the little party song. Like, yeah. (laughs) I feel like at this point in his career, he should be able to make the type of music he wants to make consistently. I I think he should do that. And if (laughs) yeah, so I'm not that's it. Uh, that first the intro on there that shit fire. It is that shit and the, the song, second song the song he got with Black Thought. Well, he got three songs on there with Royce. So by default, them three is good. The intro was good. The second song on there is good. Um, like how many songs on this project? A lot. Um, I haven't made it through the whole thing, so I, I'll give you know I'll sit with it for a week. I'll be honest, this wasn't my music pick of the week though. What was? Oh, so more music came out, right? Right. Uh, well, what's your music pick? Because I might say it. Royce the Five Nine and Westside Gun, Overcomer. Yeah. 
Fire. And shout out. You see the video? Yeah, I have. I love, <laughs> you know, I love Griselda. Uh, yo, I'm not going to put it out here, but somebody did something really nice for me and got me a ticket to the Griselda concert. When is that? Uh, February 26th. Where is that? Drew's. I wonder who, you got the physical ticket? No, I got. Uh, I wonder who is the, um, who through the promoter throwing that. I wonder if I can get on there and. Um, and shoot. Do some, yeah, do some shooting for it. I don't know. I may know somebody that might be able to get us in there for that. Yeah, I just want to take pictures. You know, they can have them shits. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. whatever their publication. I just want to get in there and take some pictures. That'd be dope. Yeah. I mean, I'll license the pictures to them. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a nominal fee. No, I mean, you can, the license will be free, but I own I own my shit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, But shout out to you for, for doing a kind thing for a young West Side gentleman. What I do? No, I'm saying forget me the ticket. Oh, I'm about to say, go to the show. I'm like, shit, what I do? Uh, that's dope. That's 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 extremely dope. Yeah, yeah. February 25th, huh? 26. 26. What what day is that? A Wednesday. And then the Dirty Old Man Project drop on the 29th. 29th. I mean, man, I, I got some feedback on your on, on on your track too. Everything I've been hearing has been positive so far. Yeah. I appreciate it. They I don't think they, people thought that I could rap for real. No, they was like, man, we thought you was bullshit and said that we ain't think uh, Kush Blunts and Clinic Trips was ever going to see the light of day. I mean, a nigga did almost die last year, so it kind of got pushed to the side. But no, I'm definitely going to drop, you know, what we talked about. And the now, ho- I'm like, now nah, I'm like, well, shit, now nah, I want to rap something. <laughs> to like, we so got to do the something. shop talk. We got to do our <laughs> joint shop talk cypher. I'm like, shit, they're going to be thinking I was playing. Like, no, I can really rap too and shit. But. And then we got to drop our solo joints. Yeah. Well, I mean. Maybe I, I might drop my solo joint on the 29th. When you say solo joint, you mean like a song? Our, our, our solo cypher. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, man, I might do something like that, man. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh. Royce, man, I can't, I cannot wait until the allegory. Yeah, Royce is in his bag. He's he's talking the shit that I specifically like to hear. You were the first person that ever put me up on that term allegory when we were talking about the Bible. Yeah, and Royce, he, I don't know what happened, but he he, he in it. He found he, it. Yeah, he he he's on it. He's always been a formidable MC. One of my favorite MCs ever. He's always consistent. Fred be texting me like, "Listen, dog, this nigga Royce. He this was this was he like, man, y'all gotta see, y'all gotta talk to each other, man. Y'all the same person." I'm like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I would love, I would love to get Five Nine in here and have a conversation with him, or uh, us go to Heaven Studios. I'm sure we get like that. an hour of his time. Uh, I know his son gonna be on the show pretty soon. Okay, yeah, heck, Daniel yeah. Hex. Yeah, he, he has some good. he has some really good music. Yeah, he, we, like we he's, I I hate to like. You know, I'm sure it's probably hard living in the shadow of your father when he's such a yeah, formidable not, not even going to mention it when he come on. Yeah, but his music is uniquely to him, and it's good. And I'm, It's just real good. And I'm so glad because now it seems like with T.I. Son, yeah. like the, the, the children aren't trying to emulate their father's music. Not at all. Maybe Lil Pun, uh, but he 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 had grown though. Yeah, like he way past the little. Little, yeah. But like now they they want to be their own people. They got their own creativity. They got their own sound. Yeah, their own style. I don't want to hear Ti Junior. It's just like that's my pops, and this is what he does. But like, this is what I do. Yeah. I always think about like Michael Jordan and his sons when they like tried to play basketball. Like he'll always. 
yeah. be compared on something like that, but like they just took it a whole nother route. Shout out to Mike Jordan's son though, because he uh he the man in the sneaker industry. Yeah, he is. He he literally the man in the sneaker industry and he got a trophy room, I think. Yeah, trophy name. room. I think it's stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, but he he has access to exclusives that we'll never see. Yeah. Him and the, and Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby got some real play exclusives. Trinidad James is the man in that in that world. Really? 100%. They got you know they got a crazy podcast matter of fact. Um it's Trinidad James and these two other dudes. They they really really big in the sneaker culture. I think technically Complex like sponsors their podcast whatever, but okay. like he's giant in that world in that fashion and everything. Like he ain't like out here struggling at all or nothing like that. I wish Trinidad James rap career would have stayed on a high trajectory. Yeah. Go uh all gold everything was my shit. Still Especially fire. the remix. Still fire. Right now. That shit is that's this. It yeah. still goes. I love all gold everything. But speaking of T I son, you seen the other video of T I son? Yeah, him scrapping. Shout out to King for representing like a king. Like people was telling me like, oh he got what nah, no he took, didn't. They took they took like it's like a thirty to forty five second clip and they took like thirteen seconds of it and put that piece. He caught two shots, but he ain't. Fall. It's a fight, so I mean, you gonna you gonna get hit. He took him and came back. Yeah, he ain't get knocked out. He, he ain't get stomped by. out. He was moving like he know what to do with them hands too. Yeah. So I'm like, I like that. Like I like that. I don't have no problem with young niggas throwing their fist up and fighting. I don't either. I mean, it, it's just part of being a man. Yeah. It's part of being a man. You got to scrap. Yeah, for sure. No guns was pulled. Like it's just two high school kids throwing hands. <sighs> Facts. So, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, my whose man's is this? Is goes to whose state is this? Virginia is out here Yo. fooling, fooling. People not talking about this shit. Like it's going down in Virginia right now. They out here fooling in Virginia. Um, the governor, he like they want to do this rally on Capitol Hill today. Um. Their Capitol Hill and the governor was like, yeah, y'all come, but y'all can't bring no guns, though. And they're like, well, sir, uh, we can. <laughs> we will. And he put uh, he, he declared a state of emergency so that he can tell them they can't bring no guns. Right. And they like, no, nah, we not having it. So they trying to go through the courts or whatever. And now they got some set up with like the Supreme Court. But one of the police sheriffs down there came and was like, listen, uh, I'm about to paraphrase, but like, look. I put my hand on the Bible and I swore to God I was going to protect the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, everything like that. And I don't want to be disrespectful for whatever y'all judges decide. I'm not arresting nobody for that. And I'm not devoting, putting no resources in there. I'm standing with the people. Like, they got the right to bear arms. They got the right to... She, he said, I'm not going to um, enforce an unconstitutional law. And that law was put there for tyrannical governments to to get them overthrown. Right. And like that is the second amendment. Amendment. It don't got shit to do with hunting. It don't got shit to do with none of that. We got to have a check and balance when the government get out of control, the people got the gun. And it's more of us. I know you got a, a trained army and all this shit. At the end of the day, unless y'all dropping bombs on us like fam, we going to keep y'all in check. And it's going down. And listen, I follow. The militia was talking about storming the Capitol at one point. Fam, I follow a lot of the gun pages and YouTube channels because I'm into that type of shit. 
And these, see, these white folks don't be playing about their Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. Now, we and them hold our Second Amendment in high regard for two different reasons, but you're not taking their guns, dog. Like, I get it that y'all, th- like, it's not going to happen. Like, it's it's literally going to be another civil war if you think you're going into Virginia or anywhere in the South and telling them niggas to, t- to turn their guns over. Nah, it's not happening. And when you tell them when and where you can't carry, that's just a slippery slope. So they like, listen, no, we're not budging at all. If you tell us you pick the date and the time, say, well, you can't. And they origin everybody to come up with y'all shit. And they got, I guess they set it up where it's like one entry point. Everybody going to be funneling in or whatever. Something's going to happen. Yeah, that's that sounds dangerous. Like something's going to, that's not a good idea. Tactically, it's not a good idea. Something's going to happen. Uh, either naturally or very unnaturally, how they do, and it's not—it's not, it's not going to be good, dog. Like it's—it's it's literally not going to be good. So, um, I hope everybody uh, in that area takes care of themselves. Um, and I seen it bubbling a couple of days. I'm thinking like some of these dudes on, on the channels I be following. I'm like, man, y'all be kind of like everything ain't the world is coming to an end. Yeah. Like relax. But then I, I seen more and more, and I started I'm like, let me look and listen and pay attention. I'm like. Oh, Maybe not serious. the world coming to an end, but this is yeah, is detrimental. But I think this is like the the litmus test for what could be soon to come. See, white folks is preparing for the zombie apocalypse. I know what the zombie apocalypse is, right? We're so killing niggas, um, martial law, whatever. They say zombie apocalypse. You okay. know what I'm saying? But like they want their guns because when they think when the shit hit the fan, they want to be able to protect themselves and won't be on the offensive. So they're not giving their shit up, period. I want my shit because they got theirs. I'm not giving <laughs> my shit up neither. You know what I'm saying? But like, who man, like, I don't understand how they they put they took that shit to court. Fam, this is this is a court. This is law. Y'all have to go by laws. Like, y'all are not following the actual law. And you're the court system. Now they got to go to the Supreme Court to fight this. You can't do it. Like, Virginia state law, it's a, every, against everything. Like, no, you can't just do what you want. And when you let a government just do what it want, when it wants to do it. It becomes a tyrannical government. Facts. We're not rolling with that shit, dog. And um, y'all remember a couple years ago at that little, the little, uh, the compound when all the white folks went out there? And it was the the wildlife reserve. It was a few years ago, the wildlife reserve, and they wanted to take the land or some shit like that. And then somebody went out there, FBI shot one nigga, and everybody went home. We did podcasts on the shit, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? I remember. Like, I remember. You know, white folks, they be they they assemble from all across the country. Everybody pack up their guns and everything like that, and they go stand up for what they believe in with their rifles and shit. Then when somebody gets shot, they pack that shit up and go home. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> like, now, nah, that's not the hill I want to die on. But Literally. Think, it's literally not the hill you want to die on. <laughs> Facts. But, um, hey, man, I, I I can't fault a nigga who really believe enough in the cause that he'll take take his him, his family, and his rifle across the country to stand up for something you want to believe in. I, you're a regular person. Like, nigga, you go clock in at fucking Home Depot like the rest of y'all, the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, much respect to them, man. Hopefully, all that works out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see in the next few days. Facts. But uh, I appreciate y'all for rocking with us, man. This has been episode 
192. I hope y'all enjoy this uh this sit down talk because it's some wild shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, it'll open up your mind to some things. Yeah. So, I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. All right. Man, we back and a little bit different than what we normally is. Let me take my AirPod off. You know I had these bitches in my ear all the time. They're probably disgusting. No, they really not. My, my ears are great. Uh, <laughs> my ears are great. But, man, we are back with a special episode of Shop Talk. Uh, this don't increase the number. Well, actually, if we do a... a, a, a it'll be the same. It'll be the same. Yeah, so episode 192. Uh, we're back. Jay Johnson. They ain't going wild. And uh, we got a special return guest, man. It's been a, it's been a about a year, year and a half. Yeah, it's been a minute. Happy to have you back, man. Absolutely. How you been doing, my brother? I'm good, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Last time I saw you was over by the shop. You got on the east side. Yeah, you was at the shop for the. It was back to school. Yeah, for the back, back to school. Yeah, for the back to school rally. Three yeah, so. K Auto Sales. Right. Yep. I see. I ain't. I haven't seen you. We just been, you know, yeah. texting. Yeah. But yeah, I actually I seen Dame. Like, was that fall? Yeah. It was like school time. Yeah. Right, right back to school time. Yeah. I was slaving in the studio. Yeah. 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 I can't even represent it, yeah. but we got you back because you got some other big things popping. If you follow you on social media, you know, you get in the, the grocery store and be up and running in the hood real soon, right? The move is still moving. The train ain't stopped. Uh, trials and tribulations, but, man, I ain't, I ain't going to give up on it, man. We we pushing, man. So now we we on the east side, um, and, yeah, man, it's – I'm feeling good, you know what I'm saying? Feeling good. But a lot has a lot has transpired since you since you were last on the show. Mm-hmm. Um and we I mean initially, I don't know if y'all even heard the first episode, but initially I just saw uh, a tweet that went out by somebody in the city, young black man trying to start a grocery store. I'm like, oh, oh, this shit dope. Yeah. Uh and then just reached out like, hey, you wanna come talk about it? Um it took a minute for us to correspond, but we came back, linked. Uh, had a really dope episode. Found out it yeah, one of my favorite. Found out that oh sure. shit, he's thinking he wrote a book, and he didn't. He been an entrepreneur since since he was a little one, and uh, shit. Since then, you didn't drop another book. Yeah, well, two. I, well, I don't know how you want to count it. Um, I did. I did make the hood great again. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a re-release of Wealth this past Black Friday, so I don't know if you want to count that as another one. Um, but I mean, it got, it, a, it got a different UPC. It do, it <laughs> definitely do. Scared so different. it's this a new book for sure. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, the, 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 like I said, the train ain't stopped. You know what I'm saying? Is uh, and a lot, a lot, a lot that happened in the year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause it's been it's been a year some change since since we all last kicked it. But yeah, man, I dropped another book. Um, so that's the like, you did the How to Hustle book, right? That was my first one. That was the first. One. I did Wealth. Um, that was number two. Make the Hood Great Again is number three. I just re-released Wealth um, as a as a re-rock. So, um, but it was added content and all that. So it was a new book, man. We, that's what we gonna call it, a new book. So that's book number four. Um, the number one on Amazon, which I'm I'm always happy for that. That's what's up. Uh, Make the Hood Great Again did number one too, but this was this is number two, my yeah. second number one. So it's. It's different, man. I'm, I mean, that's I got accolades. Not, that's not nothing to sweep up on I got, the rug. I, I, I got some accolades. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. cool. But uh, yeah, man, make the make the hood great again. Hatline, um, trying to do something bigger for that this year too. So a lot. Then that, that was. I don't think that was out when when I did my first episode. 
No, definitely not all the the different cities and the different uh, the honest, not the different hoods. Yeah. Uh, the Joy Road, honestly, make make Linwood better again. Yeah, it's like it's, I got ten. I got ten Detroit neighborhoods. I got five in Miami, working on Chicago. So, yeah, it's, we in different states now with it. So it's, okay. Worldwide campaign, nationwide. That's, that's campaign. a plan, man. We're trying to take it national in every every city that we represent it. You know what I'm saying? And where it makes sense. You know, I'm trying to get that Cali market. And, mm. You know, um, trying to get into Atlanta. I actually started the whole neighborhood thing in Atlanta. Um, it was it was hard. You know what I'm saying? It went hard, but I'm not down there, so it really was yeah. hard to gauge it and. It's hard to keep moving it, but I got people in Miami, so it's been working down there, and people in Chicago, so try to make that happen. Got people here in Detroit, and I'm here too, so it can happen here. So, um, matter of fact, somebody, uh, I was out and about, and somebody ran up on me with a oh, to make the hood great again hat on. I was like, uh, like I know who made the matter of fact. I think I, uh, I took a picture and something like I, I mm-hmm, yep. I'm gonna let him know that you out here rocking and supporting because she mm-hmm. had she had nothing but good things to say about you. Yeah. I'm like, that's what's up. Your name good in the street. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it means. That's what it matters, man. That's you know, what I'm saying your pockets. That's cool when you get money. You know what I'm saying. But when you got a good reputation, your name means something in a positive light. You know what I'm saying. That's that's what you do it for. You know what I'm saying. Money, money gonna come and go, but your name, bro. Yeah. You know, you just a nigga with with bad name. What's money? You know what I'm saying. And that ain't good. You know to quote saying? Marlo, my name is my name. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. Real shit. So. um before we get into the grocery store, talk about the Wealth Book and, and why you created the Wealth Book and how that kind of spawned. Um, the, well, the, the original edition um, came from the Jay-Z uh, 444 album. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I woke up one day. This was, this was after the album had came out. And I had, it, I had it in my mind that I wanted to kind of write about the steps of financial independence just from stuff that I knew from experience. But then when that album came out, that was just the battery in the back. Like, it's time to put this in literary form. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got the audio. We got the visuals from the music videos. But now people need to read this, see it, feel it. And, I, you know, I've always felt like I had a, 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 a risk to translate in a, in a literary form that, that could really sell, but it could be successful. You know, people read, but they can read up to their level or they read stuff that they level feel. Understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um I did so well with my first book, I'm like, I'm gonna try it again. And no marketing, no press, no no nothing. You know what I'm saying? I just kinda rushed it. Black Friday of that year I put it out and I still got legs on that thing. That's why I re released it with new content, new I got QR codes in this book. So it's different, you know what I'm saying, where you can get articles and stuff that I've read and videos I've watched. And it's not rocket science on a lot of these concepts. Yeah. So I just added it into the book. But here go, yo, this, that's my that's my, my work cited page. Yeah. Okay. It's the QR codes, you know what I'm saying. Like, talk about stocks. It's not hard to, to get into it if you read this, watch that, you know, learn from that person like I did. So I just added it into the book, too. But... Um, That's dope. The original concept was from Jay Z, you know what I'm saying, and um, Jay Z and Nipsey uh, was really the two main uh, uh, inspirations for me putting out wealth. You know what I'm saying, and definitely the whole tech edge is Nipsey with the second facts, go round. So um, I had to I had to shout that out. So. And I like the the marketing around the wealth because it was very similar to the to the images Jay had on. Um, I can't think of the the, the song. 
the story of I mean the story of uh, mm-hmm. OJ. Yeah. Uh, so I like that, and it, it picked up instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It, it went crazy. That's my best selling book to date. Um, again, with no press, no no nothing. Just it was just organic. And that's how I like it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a big time, you know, machine behind me, so I got a lot of people power, and I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You drop that book and phone banging all day, notifications, people buying it and all that. You can't beat that. You can't beat it when it's just you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it shows people really, really respect your mind, and, you know, you can't beat that with a stick. What's your process like when it comes to writing your books? Uh, I lock, I lock in, and don't call me, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. Um, I like to do it quick. It don't take a long time for me. It's just because I don't, if you read my books, they're concise. So, you know, it's just, Machiavelli, um, that writing style from The Prince, I don't know if y'all read it, but it's it's so concise and two-page chapters, one-page chapter, one-paragraph chapter. It's just do this, period, next chapter, next whatever. So, you know, if you cut into it like that, you can really get stuff done. Of course, your editing is probably a little bit more strenuous because you want to be concise but impactful. But I just lock in for a good three, four months and push it out and, you know. What's really done. dope, uh, what I found was dope about the books is it's written in a way that the average person can understand and spoken in a language that we're familiar with. If it's not easy to pick up and read, not saying that it's easy, but like if it's not, you know, digestible like that, just to pick up and read, sometimes you're going to, the message in it will be lost. I mean, it's good speak to me in plain English. Yeah, and but speak to us like us, like it read like a text message. You, I know y'all done got cussed out in text messages, yeah. you know, we talk, we text how we talk. Right. That's how these books is written. You know what I'm saying? So from our community and our culture, we understand it. Somebody else might read it and be like, man, this shit, the grammar is all fucked up in here. We understand it. Right. And that's what matters. We understand it. Like, and it, and it, like I said, it hits. It's something you can go back to. I always wanted something that you can I always call it an instant game. I remember um, just being a dope spot stuff when I was a teenager. Yo, yo, heart beating so fast, you worry about the police and, you know, the rush for the money. Like, if I was to give some type of game, it would have to be in that mode, like something quick, something easily to be digested, but something I can go back to, something I can put in my pocket. So that's kind of where I don't like my books no more than, like, 150 pages. It got to be quick. It got to be a quick, instant dose of game. Who got time to be fumbling through backstory type stuff? Like, just give it to me the way I need it so I can go on by my day. You know, I can be entertained by something else. I ain't really here to entertain people. I'm here to educate. Man, I know of a studio where you can do an audio book at. I already know, <laughs> and I'm with it. I'm with it. I had a, I got an idea for an audio book, especially with, with this particular project, because I feel like I'm cheating the audience because it's just like, I'm already not getting press. I'm already not getting a big build up for this book. I got the book, but that's it. Like you ain't gonna give me nothing else. So I think with this go around, man, I want to go with the audio books. I want to go with the sit down seminars and go hard. Well, I don't, I don't think so. I want to. So um, it'll be it, a different way for you to connect with people too. It'll be a different way. To, it'll be a different way to connect, and it'll be a different way to take this to the next extreme. Like I'm happy with my book sales, but. I'm, I, I want an accolade of, you know, 50,000 units moved or something like that. But then I know that content is digested different, too. So it'll just add more legs. So that audio book, hey, man, let's get it. Yeah. I'm with it. We, I'm, I'm we, with it. We can lock in. I'm with it. Uh, so, like, the audio books are self-help, community help type 
Um, what do you think? What do you find yourself reading the most? I know what you've been writing. What do you find yourself reading the most? Lately, it's been like stuff out of my norm. I've been reading like spirituality books, and right now I'm reading uh, the Secret History of the World. Okay. Um, but on a day to day, is is literally self help, um, business related stuff. Um, I used to read a lot of books on investing, but not no more. It's literally um, now just life improvement. Um, you know, a lot of cookbooks and shit, because I don't really know how to cook like that. So I've been reading up on, you know, nutrition, but like cookbooks and um, different things I can whip up. Because I, George Foreman Grill, and that's pretty much all I need no, in the oven. Man, and it's no. like, no, nah, it got to gotta be more to this. It got to be more to this life, but just the George Foreman Grill. So, yeah, I've been reading a lot of cookbooks. And hey, shit. man, I burned through at least three George Foreman. Yeah, you single. That's what I'm saying, man. You go through them so <laughs> When my ex-wife moved out and I didn't know how to cook, I burned through a bunch of them boys. George Foreman in the quesadilla maker, man. Mm -hmm. That's all you need in life. That's all you really need. But now I want more, man. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of, I go on, I'll be on Instagram. I'll be seeing a lot of that shit. Like, man, I can do, I want, I want that. You know what I'm saying? I don't got nobody cooking for me. So yeah. I need to, I need to figure it out because shit be looking good. I know, I know it, it, it smell good through the picture. It smell good through the video. And I'm like, I'm not even there. And I'm like, man, I need that. So. Yeah, but that's really, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the news, I really, I read and watch the news a lot, you know what I'm saying, especially recently, you know, just trying to, you know, I'm on some wake up shit, you know what I'm saying, like I'm just trying to wake up, but I, I read and watch the news religiously, you know what I'm saying, I, I want to be up on what's going on, Yeah. period, locally, um, mainly, you know what I'm saying, with the local uh, situations we got here, but, you know, nationally and globally, like, I just want to be aware Man, you, we gonna get into it shortly, but like you sent me some stuff that I'm semi aware of, but I didn't realize how <laughs> how long reaching, far reaching it was. I wasn't aware at all. Uh, so let's just talk about the journey uh, for the grocery store, right? I, every time, because people know what type of vibe I be on, or type of vibe we be on. Like, so I get tagged in something, either that initial tweet or some article about you, or some once or twice a month. I'm like, hey. Have you checked my man out? Or somebody be telling me, like, I know, hey, check this man. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my, like, I, I, I know him. That's my man and shit. So I know uh, it's probably been a tough process. People probably reach out to you from all different facets of life. And maybe everybody don't necessarily have the, the greatest intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, right now, you know, with the crowdfund coming up, um, you know, all every every iteration of being in the place we are now has always been, you know, everybody is offering some help of some sort, you know, um, you know, I got a janitor service, or, you know, I do this, you know, I do that. They get overwhelming off top, but then, you know, um, being in the space where you kind of, I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing, I know what I want, but then I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and I don't know what I want. So you kind of in the, like a halfway vulnerable space or you just all the way vulnerable. Somebody hits you with a something, I, I can get you the money or, you know, I can get the building or I can get this and get that. And then you run into, you run into a hornet's nest. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it happens. And it's not just with my particular project. It's anybody. You know what I'm saying? When you into, when you chase your dream or your passion, you open up regardless. You know what I'm saying? And then you're going to just run into the bullshitters or you're going to run into the people that's very dangerous and, you know, you don't know until you get into it. That's the risk of entrepreneurship. It's not really jumping out there doing it per se. It's jumping out there and dealing with that shit. Like, the, the drug game and all that shit is easy. 
Because you already you know, know. You know how people cut. You know where people cut. You know what it is. But when it, when it comes to paper gangsters, it's a little bit different. Oh, no. It's over with. In the streets, I know I'm about to get tried or tested or somebody's going to try to get over me. If I'm doing something for the up betterment of my community, like I don't expect somebody to, to take advantage of me if they came to me in that club. Everybody got their hand out. Yeah. Everybody got a motive. Yeah. Everybody, got a, everybody has a motive. Um, and you got to understand that. And, you know, I know originally I went with my heart like, you know, why are you trying to get down on me? I'm I'm trying to help the community, but don't nobody care about that. They do not care about that. They 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 got a, they got something they want to sell. We are trying to get off in some way, shape or form. We are trying to get off, even if it's if I'm going to step on the good guy to get off. That's what I'm going to do, because we all live in a, a microwave world and it's more spotlight. Most of the people that try to get down or get off is not getting more money than you. They just right. getting more likes. More attention. They getting more attention. You know, they getting more of the shock value. That's what people want to invest in. They're not really investing in getting to the money. And that's I'm from a different club where I want money. I want I want the money. I want the success that comes with running a business or coming up with an initiative that is widespread and impactful. But mo- most everybody in our generation, you know, or the generation under us, they just want the likes. They want the views. You know what I'm saying? And some of that stuff you can monetize, but people just like to feel good. No, I don't want to feel good. I want my bank account to look good. Exactly. And you can do both. You know what I'm saying? It could be it could be done, but most of them type of folks, they haven't cracked that matrix yet. They just, I want, I want the likes and shit. I saw the meme out there, like... I can give you 10,000 followers or $10,000, which one you want. And, like, I, it'd be really arguments in there, like, no, nah, give me the followers. Because, mm-hmm. like, with my, like, fam, 10,000 10, <laughs> followers I bet, is $0. I 100% yeah. you can't get all of your followers to give you $1 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. You know what I mean? But it really be, yeah. it really be a conversation. I want that blue check. I want the likes. I want the attention. Yeah. I know about a year or so ago, I won't say the company name, uh, but they they had a a very similar idea uh, than you had with the, the grocery store. They sort of like took your whole business plan and mm-hmm. people that you had trust for and ultimately ended up doing something other than what they said. Right. That's a that, that that's one of the lessons that I think the black community can learn from. Because it's like I know my dude Dame. Well, I ain't, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Dame Dash, he got a he has a thing with culture vulture, culture vulture, culture vulture, and that always equals white or not black. And it's like some of the main culture vultures, they own people, they own people. You know what I'm saying? They your own people, and you know you really gotta watch out for that. And it puts you just in a real bad space of like, do I give up? Do I you know just say fuck fuck my people and do me or? Do I still push and just try to find another way of getting around it? But it it puts you in a real you. I, I wasn't in the right mind state after that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like because we you, it's one thing to to get tested again in the street. You kind of know where it's coming from, yeah. and you know where your response has to be for it not to happen again. But when you're in a community development space, when you you a father or you a, a upstanding citizen now, and people look up to you in a certain degree. But what? How do I react to it? I want to bust this nigga head. Yeah. But I want to not. I want to. I want to take him to court. But I don't want to. I want to kill that idea. But if I kill it, 
I'm killing opportunity for the community down where they at. So that ain't that ain't that wasn't a good feeling at all. Like I had I had a million emotions going around that time. You know what I'm saying? And still do. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. Still that shit that shit be making me hot. But then I know like just kind of being on the inside of knowing what it takes that. You know, they stole an idea, but they didn't steal the mind. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, can y'all really pull it off? Yeah. And people be sent, people tag me and, and, and stuff. I just be looking at them like, damn. We can cook it the same way, but it ain't going to have this sauce. From that company, they'll, people that send me that or tag me in there like, like, damn, y'all really have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, about to, I'm not about to have a conversation, but I'm like, all right, appreciate it. Thanks for doing my life. Yeah. But, like, you literally have no idea yeah. what really be going on behind the scenes from this seemingly oh, man, they're doing a really good job in the community. And they get all the applause and all this praise. Like, fam, you just you just did somebody dirty. Yeah, like super dirty. We sat and had a whole, I had a whole sit down with, with that whole group with some big time people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just months prior to that. You know what I'm saying? I went all the way to, all the way to their state and their city specifically for that reason. You know what I'm saying? And sat down with some, some nice, nice high profile people in our community. You know what I'm saying? Jay Morrison was there. Um, uh, Boyce Watkins was there. Like, I'm sitting down with these people about this idea in my city, and then it just got you turned, you know what I'm saying, to do it and they things. But that's them the mistakes you make and them the mistakes you learn from. You know what I'm saying? And I can't, I can't fault nobody really but myself. Um, but from a legal standpoint, still got a shot to get some damages if I wanted to pursue it. And I'm just like, man, I'm – I'm past it really at this point, you know. If they do it, they helping the whole community down there. Yeah. They need it. We all need it in the United States. We all need it in our community. So it is what it is. I ain't even tripping on it. Like they they got one, but they didn't get. They didn't win the fight. They, like you said, they couldn't take the mind. They, they took the idea. The they can't take the mind because I can come up with another idea. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Um, so what other uh, what kind of challenges have you found? Just actually securing the location. Um, so you got we we wrestling people. Jim Cornette, he's he got a, a, a perfect analogy for like a biz like this. He talked about um, when he wrestled with the Bionics in Texas. He said at one point we had a match that needed a stadium, meaning that we had the hottest match in the whole wrestling industry. And then by the next year, we had a stadium that needed a match, mm. meaning that we had we had the stadium, but we just didn't have nothing going on. That's grocery in a nutshell. You either got an area that ain't shit where the city or the investors deem is not shit with a perfect building and everything, can't do nothing with it. That's what happened on Linwood. You know, which still ain't a dead project, it's just the the area is not the sexy area right now for mm. the city. You know what I'm saying? So losing we lost all of our financial commitments over there so we fighting to try to get it back because it's like you know that's a that, you know depleted area so that's a stadium that need a match but then you got where i'm at now where you got a, a match and you need a stadium for you know like everything all the checks is there that's what you kind of run into um with challenges because an area that got the, the the match that need a stadium it's a bunch of competition over there um you have a lot of developers a lot of outsiders that they they don't they want the same thing you want and they can do it much easier so it just make your job much diff- much more difficult so um 
I mean, that's an area you don't see a lot of people that look like us in. So, I mean, I'm sure there's some type it's getting, of yeah, it's getting more. It's that. getting more and more gentrified by the day, definitely. So um, you got to be mindful of that and knowing that the, the population residentially is changing. Commercially, it definitely is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chaldeans own most of the land in the hood, most of the metro land. But that's changing now in them areas. You know what I'm saying? More and more of those big time developers, white folks, they moving over there. They moving, they moving in areas like East Warren. They moving in those areas and you you know what time it is when it's happening. And that's where it's getting more difficult. It's, it, it'll make your job way more harder when you look when you see all of that. So those I mean, that's pretty much in a nutshell, having the money, um, having the research, you know what I'm saying? Market studies ain't cheap. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? To get a re, because opening up a grocery store, you have to have a market study. You have to know what dollars per square foot is, unmet demand, stuff I had to learn along the way, but none of that stuff is cheap. Them hits you 10, 15, 20 a pop, depending on where you get them from. So, but you got to do that every time. Every, no matter what, every hood you go, you got to have another market study done. And that was going to be my next question. Like, what did you, clearly, you've never opened a grocery store before, mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure you thought, I'm going to find out some new stuff. What was something that you didn't find out? Like, there's no way I would have thought I needed to do this. It, working in the actual store itself, like operations, I thought, you know, I could just hire somebody to do it. But, you know, if if the money is going in your hands, they trust you to do it. They want you to be the person in the store. Because I always had this belief, like, I don't have to operate the store. I want to be a, an executive. Yeah, I want to replicate the model and, you know, build other stores. But... If you go to a bank, they looking at you like, nah, nigga, you, you we giving you the money. So your experience got to be up to par. So I had to start working in stores. I had to, I was volunteering. I was driving to Chicago and Ohio and, you know, saying just, can I, can I get a weekend working in the store for free for nothing? You know what I'm saying? Even in the city, like I'm not getting paid to volunteer to be an operator, but I had to do what I had to do. But that was one thing that I just didn't think I needed. I didn't think I needed that shit. I'm like, I don't need Were to work they in the open store. Different places open to letting you come in there, or was there any pushback for trying to? Uh, no, nah, it was it was cool. Um, free labor. It's free labor. It's you free surprised. labor. Surprise! Like, yeah, no. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, the place out. Like, no. Yeah, good point. I mean, in the local area, yeah, you know, of course, you know, they they got a nepotism system, so it's kind of like, which is a problem. That's why this type of project matters. Where it's like, there's nobody like us in an ex management position. That makes it more difficult to learn the craft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you go to the Chaldean store, they ain't letting you in there. That's for their son. That's their niece, nephew, cousin, or whatever. That's their job. I'm not giving, yeah. I'm not about to train you to, you know, you going, that's the job that's supposed to go to them. Like that, that's in real life, uh, that is my generational wealth. Like I got to pass this to my nephew who's going to take care of his whole family. I know the whole term generational wealth, it's like, it's a cliche now. People just be talking about ten thousand dollars. That's much like fam, that's not <laughs> taking care of you. That's nice. That's nice. But if you have a funeral, that ten G's is gone. Yeah. But like in real life, if I got something I can actually pass down to the next generation that you can work and make a living off of, that is actual It's a system. Life. It's not just, you know, it you need insurance, you know, you need an inheritance, but that inheritance needs to be much more than a dollar amount, whatever. Yeah. It gotta be a system, you know what I'm saying? Like it has to I'm passing on a whole business that is running, you know, it's gonna pay you if you treat it right. You treat it right, it's gonna treat you right. 
you know, insurance policy ain't going to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A uh, 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 trust fund, maybe, you know what I'm saying, depending on what, what's, what's the vehicles in that. But a whole system, an economy, that's what they really pass in an economy. They got the whole industry monopolized, you feel yeah. me? So that's what and they that pass. just circulating in their community. It's just circulating. It's just circulating. And it stay, and it's, it's going to stay circulating until we change it. You know what I'm saying? Actually, uh, I shot a... I shot an interview with the uh, owner of a beauty supply store. Uh, real cool dude, real nice guy. And, and it was explained, we asked him, like, how did you get into this? He's like, well, my father had it, had it already. And he was one of the original ones that come over and actually set it up. But it's like, I was doing something else, but my father had this. So I came, stopped what I was doing to do this. So, like, I, I see, like, what you're doing and trying to be able to to open up something for us so we can have the opportunity to have a child, your son, nephew, niece to come into and move into that spot. But with all that, I mean, that's a great responsibility, I'm assuming, that you even put on yourself. My mental health is trashed. Well, it's it's getting better, but the I knew what I was getting into as far as, like, you know, taking on this great role of responsibility. I, I, I feel like I got comfortable with just being, I could take care of myself, take care of my my immediate group of people, whatever. But then I started really looking at, I don't want to, I don't want to get my head bust for me living a good life in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to ride down the street in a nice car and I I don't want to feel sorry for, you know, pursuing the right, you know what I'm saying? The, the right of right dream or whatever the case may be when everybody else is struggling around. There's a lot of people like me who are with, they got their head on straight. Yeah. They just don't have opportunity. So if I can change that just a little bit, that's cool. But I, it, it definitely can, it comes with a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice for myself and my family yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, it's risky. It's just a natural risk. So the responsibility is immense. It's large and, you know, but hey, if somebody got to do it, you know what I'm saying, and that, that's that's where you start having your mental health challenges and all that shit. But I can imagine, man. We had a, a conversation a few months back about uh, a deal that was presented, and I'm like, how you think people gonna look a deal that's really good for you for the cause, but then you literally have to worry about well, how are people gonna perceive this, mm-hmm. um, and it's unfortunate because. <laughs> this should work, you know what I mean? But to have that conversation uh, with yourself or with others, like how you think folks are gonna receive that? Like that's a that's something like man, that's a lot of pressure for somebody to have to go to so somebody so young. And you second guess so much because with that with that particular deal, that was probably when I when I when I sent that to you, that was probably about fifteen grand later. So I'm in I'm in it now. It's like. Now I'm going to second guess it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't second guess it not one time until I'm like, all right, now it's time to really present this. I want to go. I want to go public with this. I want to. So I started reaching out to people who I trust their opinion, honestly. But that was the reason why, because I started second guessing that shit. Like, the aesthetics just don't look like it's going to make sense for where our people are. Yeah. It's like this shit. As much as good as it, I know it is. You know that made me look at a couple. Di- that made me look at things differently, right? Because 
this just make me change my mind on something. So let's do for an example a Jay Z deal, right? Like on the service, like we've talked about on the show, like dog, I don't like how that look. You know what I'm saying? But me knowing somebody who going through something and I know what the deal looked like, like dog, this shit really is good. When you got to worry about what the other people are gonna think versus. But you can't make no business moves depending on what other people yeah. think. You got to do and move what's best for your business. You yeah, you got to you got to and but you know. We got we have in today's world the court of public opinion that has really been destroying a lot of shit. So it's kinda like I wanna I wanna I wanna have the audacity like a Jay Z, like to do the NFL deal. I mean, I wanna just hope in that in that instance that he doing the right thing for the culture like he say he is. Yeah. And your means gotta always justify your ends and I, I'm a believer of that. Like you could have did a million good things. But the moment you start doing bad, one bad thing, it can kind of trump that million good things that Absolutely. you did. So, you know, is he doing this for the right reason? I want to hope he is because I'm a fan. But the court of public opinion could make it bad even when it ain't. Yeah. And that's where it get, it gets very – you have to really – your strategy and strategic thinking have to change. And it's sad, but that's how it is. You got to look at the big picture from such a different angle. And it's hard. And everybody else is looking at it. And it suck. It suck because it it should make sense. I should be able to bring this to my people and they're supposed to understand. But you just know how. I mean, niggas nig. And once they start nigging, (laughs) it's it's, it's, it's different. Especially when your power is with the people. You mm -hmm. just do some grassroots stuff and we get the community involved. Like, damn. Now the opinion really do kind of, it don't matter, but it matter mm-hmm. because the reason I'm able to do certain things is because I got the people. Yeah. And, and they turn against you or turn against what you believe in or what you're trying to do. You know, there's only one thing more powerful than the, than the power of niggotry, and that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the only thing more powerful than niggotry. <laughs> you ain't lying, bro. <laughs> that's about to be your new mantra. That's <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it worked for Kanye. Yeah, and so. the power of Beyonce come third. Yeah, that's big. Beehive, you know what I'm saying? I seen that picture she dropped. Yeah, it's photoshopped as fuck, though. I love it. I like it. I like the it. The power of Beyonce can make Adidas heels look cool. So can. Like, remember when Jordan heels was a well, it was never a thing, but it was the like, bootleg ass shoes. It was like you can't do that, but now, or maybe that's the power of Kanye, like a denim bodysuit and them Jordan boots. We're not going nowhere. Kanye. Kanye definitely gave a... Well, no, Adidas was always popping as far as hip-hop, and then it fell off. I mean, Run DMC started Adidas. You know, I'm, I'm off that Kanye wagon. You see him fall off that, that horse in church? I don't know that that was Kanye. Well, let's say it is. Let's say it is. I, I don't know. And he's supposed to be going on tour with like Joe, like they're going to do like some worldwide church shit. I just don't want no parts of it. Because I'm going to have to answer to Jesus for a whole laundry list of shit, and I don't want Kanye to be nowhere on my list. I get it, man. The Church of Kanye? That's where you gave tithes and offering to? Amen. Man, I'm higher than a motherfucker. I'm sorry. Hey, man. I don't know, man. I can't. I can't. I'm not. You know, we talked about on the show. I'm not the. I'm I'm not sold on that whole thing, but I can't judge that man, Hart. What if he really is? Just, how do I tell him he not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, how do I tell him he not? I just want to believe my Jesus is going to give me something a little different. That's that's just what I choose to believe. The only, I mean, the only, the only grain of sympathy I can give us like a Kanye West is that dark place. Like, if you've been there, 
you getting out of it is gonna be some so shit. So look, like I lost my mom. You know, I, I, both yeah. my parents are dead. Yeah. But like losing your mom is something. Yeah. That, that shit change you. So being that in the yeah, being in a dark place and trying to dig out, you are not gonna be coherent. And you you gonna say it's like the the TMZ interview. Like it, it was at some point he could have said something and left it there. He but <laughs> he couldn't, you know what I'm saying? But he not right. So he fucked up a message that could have probably made sense because the fact that it's a gray area of what he said just shows that he could have really articulated that in a way that would have really made sense yeah. and really would have hit. And we wouldn't be against him so much, but he couldn't. But he he was not in the right mental state. And that's the only grain I can give him is just for the fact that, you know, He's loud and wrong. <laughs> That's the big problem, you know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, he don't even think he's wrong, so that just trumps. What but how far detached removed from reality is that nigga? He not living. Too much. Yeah, he not living like you. Man, he was. I don't know how the man living. Man, that nigga was a ten, he was $10 million in debt. Now he got now he's 60 up. He got a, he got a $60 million I tax return. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I had $10 million in debt. I, that shit wouldn't. Said, it wouldn't sit year, well in my spirit. He said last year I, was, I left ten million in debt, and he got a sixty million dollar tax return. He said because he loved. He said, he said he loved he, Jesus. He, yeah, and apparently he now he tax free entity now with all the. Listen, man, I'm not. That shit sound like a scam, dog. I don't care. What, I don't care how you shine that shit up. I mean, Trump is homeboy, man. You know his. <laughs> you know, favors some high places. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Always. Sixty million up. I mean, a couple Russians type a couple things in, in the keyboard, and now you sixty million up. Now that shit money ain't real no way. That shit sound far fetched until you realize that it's not. Mm-hmm. Now you sent me a few articles um, about some, like so. Look, collusion. I'll put it like this: I got tired of niggas talking about Russia, right? Because I'm like, listen, every fucking thing that go wrong in the world, it it can't be the fucking Russians. Like, oh, such a nigga, the Russians did this. I'm like, all right, nigga, they not the only people with computers. I think this is a media thing, and it's not really as it can't be like this in real life you know what i'm saying and then <laughs> and then you get smacked with some reality from people uh from folks that you know and trust and then you start reading data you start reading so what i'm little could you explain what i'm talking about all right so it's still i mean it's still unbelievable period period it's not this is not something that will ever sit well with me, something I will ever fully understand and will fully grasp. But um I sent you I sent you a few screenshots of some emails. Mm-hmm. I sent you some articles, sent you some videos. Um in short, I I lost a GoFundMe campaign in March twenty seventeen. Um the rest of that month went well as far as fundraising, no issues. April the same, no issues. May fifth to I want to say like June, middle of June, I started getting chargebacks, meaning that money that was given to the campaign is now having to be refunded. Fraudulent activity, yeah. a bunch of fraudulent transactions up to up to the tune of eleven thousand bucks. So I'm getting these chargebacks. I don't understand what's going on. I'm at this point. I have a relationship directly with people that go fund me. I can call a number and talk to people. They like something happened. You your your shit is compromised. Period. If something happened. Um, 
in this case, we usually shut campaigns down like this because we have never seen this much fraudulent activity at one time. You know, just all every day is another charge back, five hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. When you get a charge back, they give you the name of the person, they give you a email address, add whatever information they have, they can give it to you. Unfortunately, I get chargebacks for the studio sometimes. That's how that's how shit works. So. <laughs> It's black names and shit. It's, you know, the so-and-so foundation in Connecticut, the something Baptist church in Overtown, Miami, and all this stuff. You, the chances of you winning that chargeback is slim to none. You emailing people, calling people, they ain't answering the phone. So got all these chargebacks. Eventually they stopped. I thought it was swipers. Yeah. I'm like, swipers is giving to my shit. Because I remember tweeting about it. I'm like, you know... I appreciate what y'all doing, but y'all fucking my shit up. So please stop, y'all. You know, they trying to cut my campaign. We done came too far. It's already a couple months in, and they trying to end it. So if y'all swiping, please stop. Didn't think about anything, rush anything. So fast forward, rest of the year ends. This is January 2018. I get an email from a reporter at the Wall Street Journal. I... I sent you that, that that email, so let me kind of put the mindset of where I was at. I didn't even read that fucking email. I read, this is so-and-so from the Wall Street Journal. I instantly got excited. I'm like, this is it. I'm about to be in the fucking Wall Street Journal. They trying to do a story on the story. Wall, I, I know people that's been in Forbes. I know people that have been in other publications. I don't know no nigga that had been in the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, I'm about to be in the fucking, a nigga from the east side is about to be in the Wall Street Journal. Didn't even read the email. So I responded, sent you that. My response is not matching the initial email. I'm like, I ain't read the shit. So I send it back like, yeah, I'm doing this, 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 this. So she responded like... My nigga, I'm not, I'm not emailing you about what you doing. You feel me? I'm emailing you because Russians, these Russian led Instagram and Facebook accounts been promoting your, your campaign, your fake, your GoFundMe campaign. It's still in register though. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, my first Shout mind, out to Russia. Shit. No, no. For, it was really, no, they ain't. So in the email, she asked, well, can I call you? I'm like, hell yeah, call me. Because in my mind, I'm about to sell her <laughs> this story. The rush is not fucking with me. I'm not that important. Like, yeah. they got other, they, they, they just, they threw the, they, they fucked the election up. They ain't fucking with me. They want the Trump, Hillary Clinton beef. They don't want little old Detroit or child in the grocery store. So I didn't believe it. This not registering. So she calls me the next day from that day. I go right back into salesman mode. I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. She stopped me probably about three, four minutes into it. She like, I don't, this is not her exact words, but it was like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your store, your story. Your campaign is a part of a, a operative scheme with Russians. They are undermining democracy using campaigns and efforts like yours to slap America in the face. Now, this is more so what she was saying, you know, your pain, your your people's pain. She's white. You know, the, the pain of African-Americans and the civil rights <laughs> she movement. She laying that shit on thick. Thick as fuck. <laughs> and, and, you know, if y'all if y'all see this lady, like, because she, she does the content for Washington, she looks nice as fuck. But that wasn't what I was getting on the phone. 
she just like, I don't give a fuck about what this shit is. You do you know about this? Because this shit is serious and it's dangerous. That's when it, it, it hit me instantly when she started laying it into me. I'm like, she put that white voice on. <laughs> so my first question was, I ain't gonna go to jail or nothing, Emma, because I didn't do nothing. I'm, I'm not this. I'm promoting a, a a a community effort. Like I don't know nothing about no rush or anything. She like, I don't know. Depends on what you did. I'm like, I didn't do shit. I'm fucking promoting a campaign. I don't know nothing about no rush. Lady from Wall Street Journal, like, get the fuck off my. She going crazy. She going crazy. <laughs> but I can't hang up. I'm scared. But I want to hang up because I'm like, this is bullshit. But now she's now she taking me to school. So she like Russian infiltration into African American causes have been going on for as long as we can remember. This shit ain't new. And then you sent me. A, I who knew? I didn't know about that shit. Sound like somehow like a, a James Bond movie or some shit. This shit is unbelievable. So she she's like, you need to you need to do some research. Russians infiltrated Facebook. They've infiltrated Twitter, they infiltrated Instagram, and they're using black causes and, and black pride and black power to do it. You are you are important. So she kind of ended it kind of pumping me up like, you saying you ain't really that important, you are. You was on their radar. You was on their radar. And what you're doing is great, but you need to find a way to put a cap on this so that this type of shit don't happen. But you definitely was compromised. So instantly, I'm going back to GoFundMe. I'm like, damn, I had $11,000 of chargebacks. This got to be, it got to be some smoke to this. There's got to be some type of correlation. Eventually, it came back that once you kind of unravel where these transactions came from, the real names on these accounts is Slabalabalowski and all this other shit. It's like Russians. They put fucking, they put 11 grand in my account. The, you know what I'm saying? Donate 11 grand to my cause. Started plastering it on their Instagram and Facebook accounts. And it just got caught. Fuck my shit up. But it, it just shows our, our causes and black people are powerful. Mm. And we have to understand they're powerful so shit like that don't happen because we don't want to be the token, you know, sympathy cases for people. Because these other countries are really trying to slap America in the face in any way possible. Because we are the greatest nation on the planet, but we are fucking flawed. When black people still don't have shit and you have so much segregation and so much unrest in a one uh, a country like this that's supposed to be free and opportune for everybody, you know, they're using us to do shit like that. Which is the tune of her conversation. But once I started researching some of the shit I was sending you... Is even more is even more crazy. It blew my mind. It, like it literally blew my mind. And I'm like, one, why would I ever research Russians and black? Like you know what I'm saying? Like what would make me fall upon this? Sound like some porn category, <laughs> Russians and black people. You do. <laughs> but like, how would I know about this? And clear, it's been going on for years, right? So yeah, as early as the twenties. So it's like as early as the twenties. I don't know what white people talk about. Apparently. You know, we all be like, we was, they was mad at Oprah for all this shit. Like, why don't you talk about the white people never do this? Maybe they do, because clearly they talk about Russia, and I never read none of that shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's never, like, never in my wildest dreams that I think this was going on. 
Yeah, they if they literally and with with social media, see back in the day it was easier because the 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 the, the causes were concentrated. You knew where they were. You know, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have all this other stuff where stuff is so widespread. So they could just tap. They went right to people, and you know, come to Russia. Like they they said, they said people from the Harlem Renaissance went over to Facts. Russia. Lansing Hughes and all of them went over to Russia. That part I did know. It got yes, but I remember being. I went, you know, I went to King, and one of my my ninth grade English teacher, uh, Miss Jones. She had us read Black Boy and Native Son by Richard Wright. Absolutely. And required reading. It was, it was a required read. A part of his story was he was, for the most part, like excommunicated from the United States for being a communist. Mm-hmm. They was fucking with him, too. Like this, they, so, And that was in the 40s. One article I sent said that at least one time that at, at, at some point, Russians have communicated with every black civil rights leader at least once. So that's Martin Luther King. That's the Nation of Islam. Says Elijah Muhammad could have been Malcolm. It could have been any Farrakhan. Could have been any of these people. You got all these other movements in the South and in the North and the Black Panthers. And at least once they talked to somebody from the Soviet Union that said, Man, "Since you sent me that shit, I didn't got so many random ass." Facebook requests, Instagram requests, mm-hmm. random like, yep. now who who are these followers? And they like they literally just popped up out of nowhere, like mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's, it's like this is, and I was again this social media world is easier now. Like back then, it, it was a case I had to I got to win them over. Now you don't got to because everything is so microwaved and we're so easily impressionable for any little thing. Like they literally sway people from voting. Just putting out a video to say, don't vote, don't matter. You know, they sound biting, people saying little shit. And we we kind of fucked up by saying it, but it's yeah. being sound bit like, you know, this prominent black leader said, vote don't matter. You know, Diddy said, vote names, don't vote for Obama or nobody come after, don't vote for them. And it's getting plastered by Russians to just sway the election. And we just ate it up. We ate that shit up. I watched the... the Cambridge data data analytical scandal on on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but it basically was like Michigan specifically got hacked. So if they knew that you were undecided as far as who you was going to vote for, all the ads you saw on Facebook for political gain, well, for for politics was bad towards um, Hillary Clinton. So Oh, what's she going to do when she answers the phone? All the bad shit around Hillary Clinton. So you may think that you was just online. You like you you got a reason to be like, damn, you know what? I don't really trust her because I remember seeing such and such and such and such. You didn't come to they that. They more or less conditioned you. you they literally. So every single time, like here specifically in Michigan, because this was one of the states that he won. You know, didn't, didn't Trump win Michigan? And we are typically. that no we Republican is just a typically a blue state. This is typically a blue state. I was like, damn, Michigan? And then what's so funny is like everybody who got hacked when that when Facebook got hacked, you didn't have to download something. It hacked you and it had access to everybody that was on your friends list. So just somebody that you knew, they had access to everybody on their friends list. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everything that you think you're seeing randomly, it ain't random. 
somebody literally put that ad in front of you to voice your opinion or to sway your opinion to make it seem like you thought about yourself like on some inception shit i dropped an idea inside your brain mm-hmm. and as an individual one with me being in a in a cause i'm i'm fighting for a cause at this point now my mental is just all fucked up because i'm like okay was this shit really real? Because that was at that point I had raised with like thirty grand, or close to half of it was fake, close to half of it. You know, at that point, so is this shit really real? Like, is people fucking with me the way I think, or am I a part of just a fucking hoax? Like, you know, is this shit really real? Okay, I get past that. This shit real. I'm getting the energy from the people. You know, people are really fucking with this. But now I'm still worried about going to jail for something that I ain't really fucking have. I had no idea about, but. Were there ever any charges or anything that came down? No, nothing, nothing came of it. You know what I'm saying? It was, this was all just, like I said, it's infiltration just to slap America in the face. It's not, you know, you know, we, nobody ever called me from Russia and tapped into me. And I, I didn't even know. I'll just look up one day and every, I mean, I was so used to, the donations coming in like that, I wasn't really checking the names or none of this shit. But once I started looking back, I'm looking at $500, $1,500. Who the fuck got this type of money to be given to a cause like this? But it's, you know, I know how it could look. Like, yeah, you had, you had to have something to do with it. Cause that's how she was hitting me on the phone. Like, you had to know something. I'm like, I don't know shit. I didn't know anything. Like, I'm, you can look at the names on the chargebacks. Like, this is a black name. This ain't no Russian name. How the fuck would I know that? They didn't, nobody called me. Nobody talked to me, but I can see how it could look like I did. So now I'm worried about that. You know what I'm saying? So it's day to day of me, like, Cause you don't want anything to be associated with like like I'm a shady businessman, right? So day to day, I'm thinking about any day this shit, you know what I'm saying, gonna come out. I was real worried about whatever article Homegirl was gonna write if if she was gonna even have me in it. Thank God I wasn't included. And that's some anxiety, right? So I'm worried about that shit. Anxiety through. I never. I have. How you want to be in the Wall Street Journal for the first time? I've never experienced anxiety. Until this time, you know what I'm saying? Where it was like, I'm just not present, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still, um, honoring like obligations. I said I was going to go to this event, go here. I'm just not present. I'm in these spaces. I'm in these parties. I'm in these events and I'm just not there. I'm just kind of head just spinning like a motherfucker. People asking me questions and shouting me out, bigging me up. And I'm like, man, half of this fucking campaign was fake because all that shit gone. So the shit ain't really real. I don't like I'm my confidence shot. I don't even you know what I'm saying, but now I'm still worried about am I gonna go to fucking jail. So every day I'm just I'm just waiting for I'm waiting to get a knock on the door. Because I'm I'm used to the movies, like, you know, yeah. you get an indictment and they come I'm I'm just every day I'm just expecting to go to jail. Couple months go by, I get a little better about it, I start feeling better about it. And eventually that fear left. But then to flip that coin you got Martin Luther King, you got Malcolm X, you got even most recently Umar Johnson, you got Marcus Garve, you got all these people who have been either physically assassinated or character assassinated for the cause. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I first started this, it always made me mad. And I talked to older folks and let them know what I was trying to do. And they always say, you know, they ain't going to let you do that. And I'm always like, who the fuck is they? Yeah. Like, who is they? 
y'all on some bullshit. Y'all just don't believe in, you know, y'all old, y'all got that old way of thinking. They ain't, the thing ain't gonna fuck with this. And then the they fuck with it. You feel me? Now I get it. Now I see the day. But I'm like, I don't wanna die for this shit. And I'm thinking about, and I'm not comparing myself like an MLK or nothing like that, but I'm literally, they were murdered for this type of shit. Trying to do something good and got put in something that was way in too deep. You know what I'm saying? They got murdered for this shit. You know, Marcus Garvey, he didn't get assassinated, but his character, because he started trying to do some shit. Omar Johnson, they assassinated his character. Omar Johnson. And then, you know, then have with Nipsey. It's the same thing. Like somebody trying to do something good and you get murdered for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now I'm looking at the the gravity of it. It's like, all right, I'm way more noticeable than I thought I was. Am I finna get hit over the head over this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like people, people, people. Am I gonna get turned into a meme? Am I finna? Yeah, am I finna turn it? If I'm, if I'm about to be a memory that live on forever? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be, I want to be known forever, but I don't want to be assassinated. Lord, I don't, don't be infamous. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now that is killing me for, and that killed me for a long time. It's like it'll, it'll kill your motivation to keep going. Because I'm like, all right, I, I don't think I'm going to jail no more, but now I'm worried about the streets. Like, are they going to try to tap me? Is the government going to try to get me together? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you start thinking about the... I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't really have an answer. It's just, for some reason, you keep going. And as you keep going, it's just you just get better about it. And, you know, as I got more comfortable to talk about it, the fear just started, you know, leaving a little bit. And it left a little more. It left a little more, and then eventually it's just like, I mean, it's a story that needs to be told, and I will feel much better when I tell it. And once I tell it, I know that it will really help the community to help us. But it was therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, just having the conversations about it. sound like a new book. Man, I want, I, I want it, well, I want this to be visual. You know what I'm saying? I really want, um, this story need to be told, and it really need to be shown more than written. Mm -hmm. But, it, it it woke me the fuck up, period. I got woke up. I got woke up, and, you know, that's really what my mission is now. Like, I'm still doing all the other shit, but 2020 is wake. We got to wake up. Like, it's so much happening, and it's not that we just don't know shit. It's we don't put in a certain effort to know shit. We know what we want to know, yeah. and shit like this is shit we should want to know. We should want to know um are we puppets? We should want to know, like, who been fucking with us for the longest time. And can they still fuck with us? What can we do to protect that? We got kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, we pump into our kids how to be cool and how to look cool and all that other shit. We really need to protect them because shit like this is dangerous. Show them how to research. Show them how to how research. So forget who said it, but somebody was like, we live in a time now that, like, anything you want to learn. You can, you can go on, on a video. You can go online and you can learn that shit and you can like really apply it to your real life. You know what's be what be so interesting? Every time somebody uh said oh, I went online, I researched something, and they be like, Yeah, I followed on Wikipedia. The first thing somebody gonna tell you, Wikipedia not a trusted source. However, you would look at some shade room shit and be like, This happened. Mm -hmm. I saw some shit. I seen a nigga post on Facebook. I saw this on a meme. It must be real. It's like so we need to Protect them, but let them know how to vet sources. Like, all right, this said this on this day. Well, let me find somewhere else to kind of 
I mean, we tossed that article back and forth about that assault. Man, I really wanted that to be true. I searched for a good three hours. Like, somebody else got to post this and nothing, yeah. which I never mentioned. I never tweeted it, you know what I'm saying, which I'm trying to get better with. because Even he came out and said it was fake. Wanna, Take off with it. Even if you want, even if you retweet something just to say, hey, this is fake, you just spread it, though. Yeah. Because someone's going to click on it and not, you just spread it. It's out there. So I've been trying to be mindful about what I post. What I retweet, what I like, because even what you like is showing up in somebody's timeline. So. I, we live, it's an algorithm world now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing, you know, I'm guilty of it, like on the gram. Like, I might post a picture and that bitch don't hit right. I'm gonna erase that motherfucker. But is it really erased? Mm-hmm. It's really not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got, it got it saved. Never dies. It never dies. So, like, somebody done, somebody done screenshot it, saved or whatever. So, you know, we have to be mindful of what we're digesting, but we want to digest certain shit. And I'm not the one to tell you, you know, don't we? Because, you know, we, we, we've been built off of being fresh, fly. We've built off our swag and our adversity and all that shit. Don't not stop doing that. Do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, figure out what the next fashion trends is. I mean, we building businesses off that shit. But you need to understand what's going on in the political world. And we need to understand what's going on with the food we eating and what's being taught in the schools. And, you know, we have to know that shit, too. And we see more and more people don't understand none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then you wake up, you dead, and you 40. You rich as hell. You know, but you 40 and you dead, heart attack or, you know, whatever, because you didn't pay attention or research what you were eating. Your kids are developing that normally because you didn't pay attention to that shit. They're not being taught certain things. And, you know, you got to, we got to wake up. That's really what I'm on. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be a hotel type nigga. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, I don't Because what's so funny is because now that has a stigma to it. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up, waking up means. I mean, you, you 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 say it like you look. Almost like we look down on it now. because like, I don't want to be one of them. Because we do. The hotel has they took that word and now they and now it's a negative connotation. Like I don't want to be associated with it. Like yeah. it didn't used to be a bad word. And you can wake up and you can wake up and still be you. You don't have to be the 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 negative. You know, what I'm saying like you just blew the party talking about this. You know, the, the Sharif at Men's Society. Like you done blew the party. We trying to party. You talking about some other shit? Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. Sharif. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. But no, we can wake up and we can be cool and still like I. You can still do you, but you need to be aware and you need to be understanding what the fuck is going on around you. And I get it. You know, when you live in the inner city. You have so much more to worry about, like different you know, type of social anxieties. You got a whole different. You got a whole different type of stress. You worrying about, you know, how you gonna feed your kids. You worrying about, you know, you got shut off notices and shit, and you know, you live, you live in below, you know, what I'm saying minimum wage at times. You're not making enough. You got a lot of shit to worry about. You ain't living in a dangerous neighborhood, so I get it in that sense. But I also see what we invest our time in. And we invest our time in a lot of bullshit. I tell you, I feel like shit every Sunday when my iPhone tell me um, I'm a screen time, screen time is this week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, how the fuck did I find 11 hours to have my phone open? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- how the fuck did I find time to be on my phone for 11 hours? That screen on. Forget just when it's off and I'm listening to music. How did I find 11 hours, average, to be That's crazy. screen open? And when you ask yourself that, like, if you wake up, have that that woke moment, it's like 11 hours of what? 
And when you start reflecting on that, what it's like, man, I was looking at some bullshit. And then you look I at was your, paying attention to some bullshit. You go to your power uh, saving mode, it'll tell you what app drained the most power. Like, damn, nigga, Instagram. I was on. Oh, you, I was on YouTube for a long time. Well, I do watch YouTube, but like, but I was on Instagram. I was on this. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to start setting the the, the parental controls for my damn self. Yeah. And I feel, you know, and, and you know, I, that was a wake up moment for me too. But I, I did feel good in looking at some of my consumption because, like, if I if I was on YouTube for five hours, I only watch or listen to motivational, educational yeah. shit on there. Don't never, well, baby shark and all that shit for the baby. <laughs> so, all right, I could split the baby on there. But podcasts, I only listen to shit like this, and you know. <laughs> Educational, motivational, edutainment type shit. I don't listen to no bullshit podcast wise. Music, you know, I only listen to music that's inspiring and gonna kind of get me going. I mean, I listen to some bullshit to make me laugh and shit, but that's not a lot. But when I see like my Instagram intake, I know what I'm looking at. Bullshit, women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at Bush. I'm not really looking at nothing that's fruitful. Twitter, different, because I, I read a lot of my articles and stuff from Twitter. Don't really fuck with Facebook at all. But I'm seeing, like, I'm investing into the the algorithm for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I see my podcast, like, I know who I listen to, and I know that was a click that went there. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy with being on YouTube and was listening to some, you know, a TED Talks or some shit like that that was, you know, adding to me as in my substance, not just some bullshit, you know. So that, that you know, you got your gives and takes with yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I know a lot of people who it was 15 hours and all of it was just the same, like, 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 like. The same bullshit. It's nothing. They not learning nothing. They not watching nothing educational, anything. Like, it's, technology is useful when you can use it right. We ain't using that shit right. We digesting trash and bullshit all day. And again, you ain't got to be the Sharif to know that. Just, you know, change that shit. You know what I'm saying? And especially with dudes. Like, it ain't nothing sexier to a woman than a woke, smart, Nigga that a woman can learn from, you know what I'm saying? You talking about can you can get anything done and 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 really take her to another level? Just be smart. You can't be smart just strolling all fucking day. Money ain't gonna get it no more. Eventually you are gonna have to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Eventually you gonna have to you gonna have to you know show her something. And if you can't show her nothing but you know how much money you got, you are gonna lose. But if you a person of some substance and you read a little bit, and read this shit out like loud. That. Read that <laughs> shit out loud. Because one Gotta of my yeah. figures to the page and nah, shit. Man. One of my biggest like one of, you know when I look at my weekly intake, Kindle is one of my biggest intakes of shit I done read because I read every night. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't wake up reading, but I don't go to sleep without reading uh, something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, little shit like that. Like, you just got to invest your time into stuff that is educational and shit that's going to keep you aware and updated because it helps you move differently. You got to watch what you digest Period. when it comes to food, what you take in in terms of your entertainment, what you're reading, because it, it, it encompasses the whole the whole piece of it. It changed your whole brain pattern. I've been looking at, you know, studying, you know, what you watch with these screens, the lights and the lumens in it and the, the electrical components of your phone. Like, it changes your brain configuration. Yeah. So if all you watch is porn all fucking day, you fucking your brain up. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just on some 
sex shit, but just on some shit on your phone with sex shit. That's that 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 you fucking light your brain. You fucking your on brain your phone up. at night. It fuck with you. It fuck. It's fucking your you brain. You supposed up. to sleep in total black. And everything in my everything got a light on it. Now. I learned your that TV. from you. I learned that from you on the episode. I'm like now I you know I'm getting better with just being in darkness. I black screen the TV, so I put on like some. Some uh, rain sound shit on YouTube for about eight hours. And I and got then, that from um, Dick Gregory when he was explaining, like, man, um, he was like, yo, your third eye, your melanin deposit recharges every night, but it won't start unless it's complete blackness. Mm-hmm. But everything got a fucking light on it now. Yeah, everything. See, any sleep that you get after midnight don't count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, your body need to... Your body need to recharge, and depending on what you eat, I mean, technically we should be eating one time a day. You know what I'm saying? Because your your stomach only gonna digest so many times. Your food not finished digesting. You eat something else, and now your body is starting to digest the process over again. So you're not getting no nutrients or whatever. But like, I really be thinking about some of that shit. Like, damn, I be eating at eleven o'clock. I go to the our cafe at work and go get something to eat. It's clockwork. I'm not even hungry. It's 11 o'clock. I'm about to go get some meat. Yeah, it's habit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, damn, eat. Like, I, sh- you need to, I need to stop. Right. But when you be busy, you look up all day like, damn, I forgot to eat today. Like, you clearly wasn't hungry. You clearly don't need that shit every single day. But It's routine. And that's, you know, one of the things of being asleep is you pick up bad habits and patterns. But when you discipline woke... You have a different type of routine, and it's more it's more straightforward. You can't be broken like I I took pride in not you know doing drugs ever. So it's like I don't give a fuck the environment. You you can't convince me to smoke a blunt. Or you can't convince me to take a pill or nothing because I'm just wired with a discipline level to not do it. You know, different shit is different. Women might be a little different. You know, I get around a woman, it might not be the same result. You know, you say the right thing or whatever. We might, you know what I'm saying? But you get better at when you get disciplined and you, again, when you wake up, you don't move like that. And I'm thinking about it just from the root, you know, just essential basic level. You don't want to make the wrong move, especially when we in this influencer era and we all are picking up some type of level of influence, like everybody looking up to somebody for something, you don't want to make the wrong mistake. You don't want to make the wrong move and end up, you know, just fucked up. Don't nobody respect you no more because you did. You say end up being a meme. You end up being a meme. You end up being, you clowning. I I would hate for niggas to cry. You cry in Jay Johnson face? No, that's not going to happen. But you know they be putting a little dashiki drink on everybody and shit. Like, don't hit me with that. Don't hit me with that, but we still need to wake up, though. That that, that shit was actually funny, though. I'm like, I I wanted to, because, you know, I got a bunch of them hats and shit. I'm like, I might throw one on it. And fuck them up. I was trying to do a make the hood great again, like a like a little African print joint. It just it, it don't look right. I I did some samples. I wouldn't want to die shit. You know, I, I got a couple shit. I got a few. Uh, I got a. I, I got you Tariq, know. who was selling yeah. them bitches. Tommy, you know what I'm saying? Who who barbershop right down the street on Linwood and shit. Uh, he you know be selling them motherfuckers and shit. Yeah, I, I, I got plenty of print. I, I I make that shit cool. I think you know what I'm saying. I got the coats and shit, and you or know, make the letters. The Kente letters or something? I don't know, man. The samples just didn't turn out right. Uh, I, I I did it, and I'm like, nah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If it ain't crispy, yeah. it ain't crispy. You gotta be fresh, you know. Yeah, yeah it ain't crispy, but yeah, so look, man. man, a lot has didn't happen with with the with the neighborhood grocery. Um, after all the Russians and shit, you got you you back on track. So where were you standing at right now? Um, I just secured a purchase agreement um, the week of my birthday. It wasn't on my birthday, but it was my that was my birthday present to myself. Um, is a is an existing liquor store in the hood. 
big as hell, you know, way, way big. I, I'm I'm sure that this is a grocery store at some point, um, but it's for sale. You know, a lot of the Chaldeans in the in the city they move into the weed market, mm-hmm. so a lot of these liquor stores and gas stations and a lot of this shit finna be for sale, and this is one of them that was. So um, I took a leap and you know said fuck it, let me let me let me throw it all in the hat, let me secure a purchase agreement. Um, and I'm gonna bring it to the hood and see what we gonna do. So, as of now, you know we got a purchase agreement. Um, we finna start an equity crowdfunding raise, which is not donation based like GoFundMe, but it's a stock. People can buy stock in this company and this concept. Um, they will be partners with me to uh, secure this space, convert this space into a grocery store. We gonna share the profits. But we gonna build around it, you know. We got a whole, I had a whole media vision, cause that's gonna be the smoking gun with this grocery shit. Like, I need people to look beyond grocery. This is development, so we don't have to stop here. Yeah, we can, we can build something else. We can build a bank. We can do whatever it's we just want. Just the first project. This is the first project, and media is gonna be one of those smoking guns because now we get to tell our story. Like, I really, this is why I always loved. This is this is the most respected podcast for me because y'all showed me what entrepreneurial broadcasting and journalism was. Appreciate it. Y'all really tell it the way that it's supposed to be told. There's no cut on this shit. You go to the news and you know, being it's nothing. It's it's nothing. That's a good feeling to be you know in the Forbes or some shit like that. But that's 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 broadcast journalism. Yeah. That's broadcast broadcasting. So. That shit is politically correct all the time, and the, the message is lost a lot. But with this shit, it's, it's real. So I want to be in that space, and I can be in that space when it's when we start with the stomach and get people all in one place. So that's church, really. You know what I'm saying? Like that's religion in itself. Like we really finna start our own spiritual journeys and systems through the table. You know what I'm saying? Like we finna start at the dinner table. And tell our stories the way that they need to be told. We need to talk about our pain, but we can talk about our triumphs and that cool shit and all of that. But it start with food, mm-hmm. and then it springs off into other shit. So the entrepreneurial opportunities that's gonna come from this is I'm just excited about the partnership opportunities that's gonna come. Like we, I'm creating jobs, but I'm really gonna be creating bosses and shit like that too. And I'm I'm just excited about that whole. Whole journey, and I'm at a like real Zen state. Like, not that I want this to fail, but if let's say it do, I'm, I can't stress about it no more. Like, I was really you've been through it. I've been through it, but I wanted to be the Floyd Mayweather this shit. Like, I didn't want a loss. I didn't want a zero. I wanted my zero to stay. Yeah. And it's like if I get a one, that I still had a good career. Yeah. I still had a good, you know, still had a good career, did some good shit, you know, dropped some good projects. And ain't no shame in one loss. It ain't right no there. shame in no one loss, like blemish, whatever. But, and then this won't be a loss, it'll just be I lost this round. We're going to go back to the drawing board, we're going to keep going again. We still got, I got a whole other project on the west side still with the Linwood project. It's just not done yet. Yeah. But when it's all said and done, I can't, I can't drive myself crazy um, trying to impress the crowd. I'm trying to help the community, and it got to be done right. So if this don't turn out to be that right thing, I'm, I'm more okay with that. That's why I really. That's why I went ahead and took the risk. Like I really, I've been playing it easy, looking for help. 
Like, we could have been got a, a PA for a building or something, but I was looking for somebody to come and help me with it because I'm like, okay, if I drop all of my duckies into this, I ain't going to have no money to finish it. It's like, but you a hustler, nigga. Figure it out. Put your shit in there and figure that shit out. Like, they not going to help you. You know what I'm saying? Them, them, those institutions, you're more valuable as a photo op than them to actually shell out the money. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, it's, it's just common sense. It's like, a risk. Yeah, why would I, you know what I'm saying? It's common sense. Somebody asks you to borrow some money or something, you can have it and still think about it. Like, I want to, ah, shit, I can't afford that shit. So that's what, that's businesses. That's, that's loans and banks and shit. They look at it the same way. So they, they not invested in really helping you and you can't knock them for that. So you got to do it yourself. So they're they in the business to make sure they get their money back. Yeah, I'm in the business of getting this interest. Yeah. I'm giving you the Period. loan because I think you can pay it back Period. and I'm going to get my interest back. What you about to do with it? Give me my interest. Period. So, you know, expecting that help or looking for that help and getting that no, I was it was it was shooting my confidence down. But it's really just business. So, you know, if this really real, nigga, take the risk yourself. So that's you know really what it boiled down to, and that's where it is. And you know, again, and I used to this used to kill me too. Like, I I didn't take a vacation or just really chilled for like a good two years because it's about to be year three you know in march but two years i ain't do shit i was here i'm on instagram looking at all of these other and i'm like i make way more money than this nigga he in another country she in another country they on a boat they i'm like i'm here in the city because i'm worried about yeah, the, the but the then but the moment i take a trip oh this nigga spent the go fund me money to take a trip now they trying to umar you now they trying to umar me like oh this nigga spending the money umar- Omar raised two hundred thousand dollars. Like, where the school at? With two hundred thousand? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah. know how this shit work? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know how this work? Yeah, like, it don't. You know, that, that always. I met him once, and you know, it was I was that was probably one of the most refreshing conversations. I wasn't even at his stage of the shit yet, but um, a mutual acquaintance of mine and his invited me. He was at. Was he at the was shrine? He wanted this one at the shrine. This was it. Might it might have been at the shrine. No, uh, Northwest Activity, one of them places. It was on the west side. And um, he linked us up to have a quick little combo, which that quick combo turned to like a good 10-minute conversation. And he was just really, you know, he like, they going to they gonna try to do that shit they doing to me. But I ain't giving up. So you better not give up because ain't shit wrong over here. Like, it is what it is. They going to slander you. They going to do all that other shit. But I was always cautious of that. That's why I just never did nothing. But he kept telling me, like, you got to live, nigga. Like shit, you can't, you cannot sit in Detroit every day of your fucking life for these next few years trying to do this great shit. You gotta travel, you gotta refresh, you gotta recharge, and all that. And I'm like, the moment I leave, niggas gonna be talking that shit. Niggas gonna have something to say anyway. Facts, but see, that's the good thing when you got allies, man, and like people who I fuck with or I, I, I view as an ally. When when shit hit the fan, how can it, when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you speaking ill on one of my folks' name, I'm standing by him. Mm-hmm. And Show I, you me. know, yeah, and I always, I always felt like I was gonna have people to have my back with that too. But I was always just in my head too much. You know what I'm saying? And I got, I let, I let way too much weigh me down, and I really didn't have that much to worry about. And that's probably why I'm just so. People much. don't see the crab in the bucket mentality, but you're trying to kick over the bucket. Like right. it's enough, it's enough out here for us all to win. Right. We can all win. We can all eat. <laughs> People refer to the crab in the bucket mentality, but nobody stops to think that crabs don't belong in buckets. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, crabs don't belong in buckets, fam. 
I wouldn't even been doing this shit if you ain't put me in the bucket. Yeah. We trying to destroy the bucket. Yeah, we trying to destroy the bucket. So neighborhood grocery is gonna destroy the bucket. That's what we've been trying to do. But I'm I'm just in a better space. Like I used to think about that type of little shit and all that shit. It just weighed me down. I'm just in a different space. I'm just the moment I signed on that dotted line, I'm like, this this is the risk that we sign up for when we get into this hustling shit. Like. Right. This the risk we sign up for. Not that other shit that I've been going through for them years. Like, yeah. nigga, this this is this shit. We right always here. said I'd rather swing for the fences and miss. Period. Than be sitting on the sideline wondering. Period. What if? Period. What if? When we wrap up, I'm gonna talk to you about something, man, because we about to try to swing for the fences on some shit. And All right. A lot of shit that you've been going through in the last couple of years. Probably, we probably gonna go through. You know what something. I'm saying? So. No, I mean, I definitely is, but I think that. I, I mean, just just from my opinion, I think y'all got a much more stronger headspace than I did. It's like I'm a Capricorn, so I'm just naturally I'm a natural worrier, quick as hell. <laughs> like I just as soon as a little shit happen, I get to worrying, and you know I start tweaking untweakable shit, and I start fixing unfixable shit, and I start double crossing the T's and dotting the I's, and then I start dotting the T's across the I's. <laughs> it just start getting crazy because I'm just naturally like that. I think y'all in a much better space, so y'all be able to take the punches much better. And that's just that's me being encouraging, but that's me being my truth. So I really think y'all are, you know, what I'm saying like. I I see. I've been seeing the growth. I listen to every episode, and I, I, I see. I've seen the growth. Um, and it's subtle. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the subtle shit. Like you, and I know y'all see it because I can see the confidence. I can hear it, and people would have been stopped. You know what I'm saying? The moment they didn't get a million dollars off this podcast and shit, they would have been stopped. Like I'm done with this shit. But you keep going because you y'all y'all see the other end, and y'all gonna be all right. Because y'all know y'all see that shit. Man, we appreciate you, man, um, for doing what you're doing, for enduring what you've been enduring, what you've been enduring, and continue to keep going forward, man. We appreciate that because we need that. And we just pray uh, for your mental health because that's important too, man. Uh, so when we see people out here who are standing up for us doing these fundraisers and just trying to get the community together, we, we want to support them with a tweet with a repost, with positive words. But we got to support and make sure that they they stay together mentally as well because, dog, this shit, it's, it has to be stressful. Telling us about it is stressful. So going through it is even more so. And even on top of that, once he gets up and going, we got to support her with our dollars. 100%. Because, you know, that support is good, but dollars keep the lights on. If I got to go to the east side, you know what I'm saying, I'm over there. Do for replication. I'm, That's why it's like, you know, no, I'm, I'm setting the standard. We like, over there. I'm no setting the standard. What. Like, we, all right, people from the west side should have to come to the east side. They need their own store. So Man, we, we west side is where bro- y'all at. Let's do it. Live broadcast from the grand opening. Dog. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. I'm like, with it. All the cameras and shit, live broadcast from the grand opening, dog. And y'all already know y'all got a spot. I ain't even really got to ask. Man, just ask where at. But yeah. then, ain't no, it ain't never going to be a no. And become a song. It ain't never going to be a no. This is my spot, so. Final thing, because we didn't we didn't talk about 3K auto sales, because that wasn't a thing when it you wasn't. came the first time. It wasn't, nope. Um, so through all that, yeah, I'm just gonna open up another business too. By the way, yeah, and I did again. I did that in being mentally distressed. It was like opportunity came. I'm starting to get the rejections on my concept of disrupting the community. So I said I'm gonna do it with no help, 
but I'm going to do it in a smaller scale, improve to the city and all that. Like, I can do this shit. Y'all looking for the exception to the rule. Y'all don't need no exception. I can do this shit, and I'm doing this shit. Like, we 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 in a neighborhood that don't nobody care about, and now they care about it a little bit more. Y'all seeing the development. We got crib down the street. Brand new home. We got, we got crib down the street. We got land over here on this side. Like, we doing... The shit that y'all preach about me, people being done, and y'all got all these different organizations that they got all these renderings. And this is what we gonna do. Guess what? We doing it. Some hood niggas doing it now. We doing it. We hiring the people that y'all say y'all gonna hire full time. You know what I'm saying? We we doing the the work that y'all keep talking about. We're doing it. Yeah. We doing it in a different industry, but we're doing it. So in the midst of all of that shit, we yeah, up another business. So this is, you know what I'm saying, again, the same social agenda. Like, everybody there, they got records. They can't get no job like that. So, again, this is stuff that y'all preach about, giving everybody a fair chance. But y'all ain't going to get them a fair shot. So we giving it to them. So, you know, in the midst of all of that, we up 3K Auto Services. And, you know, trying to expand on to that and, and turn that into uh, – uh, that's going to be a million-dollar corner soon. We do. I need something. I'm yeah, gonna, I got you. I got you. I don't want to spend my money with you. I got you. So yeah, we um we we about to turn we about to turn Charles and Charlotte Boy to a million dollar block. Like period. Like we, it's really just us over there. Like we on a whole corner by ourselves, yeah. and the traffic is crazy. So we getting love just from being there. So we about to that's about to be a million dollar corner. So but that whole mission was just showing like. I can do this shit. Like y'all, y'all can believe in your man. So I can do this shit. Like you know, I'm young and all that, but I can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that's that's that. If people want to, uh, so is the GoFundMe still up? It's up, but I ain't really pushing that for the crowdfund purposes. Okay. But you know, you got people that just want to give on the love. It's still up. It's never. I'm never gonna go down there. You know, it's what, what, give them what they want to find. Um, I got it. I got it pinned on my Twitter. Um. It's a uh, community-owned grocery store on GoFundMe if you go check for that. My Twitter is Farrah underscore Rafa, F-A-I-R-O underscore R-A-F-A. Instagram is saying. Um, I don't be on Facebook like that and all that shit, but um, y'all can DM me, hit me up there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, too, which is real underrated with this social media shit. LinkedIn is the shit, so you can Listen find me on there. LinkedIn is the shit, so yes. you can find me on there, too, um, but... Yeah, man, we out here. My um, equity crowdfunding campaign will be up January the 31st. So it'll be a whole website for that. Um, that stuff will be getting rolled out this week. Um, shit don't stop. It don't stop. Man, well, I appreciate you sitting down, man. It's been a long time, and uh, I'm glad you was able to to let the, this is something that the people need to hear. Right, right. I was trying to stress you with them tweets and I mean with them uh texts and shit. I'm Man. like, let me I was stressed out about to stress everybody out. I'm like, dog, this a lot, dog. Yeah. I'm like, dog, this a lot. I be I, you know, I'm already the conspiracy nigga. Like I'm in that bitch with Vesta all this shit they coming mm-hmm. and get me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd have been crazy, man. But I, I appreciate it, my brother. No. Absolutely. No. Uh until next time, I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller podcast, but We are Jay and Dave. Peace. That was it. I think that was it.